Although I'm a board-certified physician, I am not your physician. All content and information on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It does not constitute medical advice, and it does not establish a doctor-patient relationship by listening to this podcast. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. The personal views of our podcast guests on women's digital health are their own and do not replace medical professional advice. Welcome to the Women's Digital Health Podcast, a podcast dedicated to learning more about new digital technologies in women's health. We discuss convenient and accessible solutions that support women with common health conditions. Join us as we explore innovations like mobile health applications, sensors, telehealth, and artificial intelligence, plus more. Learn from a board-certified anesthesiologist the best tips to fill in some of your health experience gaps throughout life's journey. Welcome to the second episode of Women's Digital Health. And in this episode, we're going to discuss what does an anesthesiologist do and why do we care so much about healthcare technology you are using in your home? So I'm going to start with a story. It's a patient that I had recently that I was so impressed with. And I just want to share, you know, their experience and their healthcare journey with you. So this patient came actually to the holding area. It's like the area right before you go into the operating room where we talk to you and answer questions about anesthesia. The surgeon comes and makes sure that everything is in place for the surgery. And this patient actually came in with their iPad. And on this iPad, they were rattling off like, I want to make sure that you know all of my healthcare conditions. I want to make sure you know this and that I've had this particular experience with anesthesia. And I have diabetes and this was my last blood sugar. And so I was totally like, okay, I'm, I'm with that. I, I think I've had the same number that you do, but I'm glad that you know it too. And then their questions really like shocked me. They go, so when is the next time you're going to check my blood sugar? And whenever I hear a patient ask me about when I'm going to take Uh, their next blood sugar, I know that I'm dealing with someone who has a good insight into their healthcare journey and they want to be the best that they can be after this surgery. And I was totally impressed by them. I gave them all the information that I could offer them about what they can expect before the anesthetic is given, during the anesthesia, during the actual surgery and after In thinking about this episode, I was thinking that I share that story because that's really what I want for everyone who's listening. I want you to have this empowered like experience in your healthcare. And to do that, you've got to have data. So let's go back to the original question. What do anesthesiologists do? I think most people understand anesthesiologists as the person that puts you to sleep and wakes you up. And that's true. That is what we do. But to do that, we have to have a lot of information about who you are before you come into the operating room. And we look to a lot of sources to get that information. So I'll walk you kind of 
through what happens. A surgeon will schedule your surgery and an anesthesiologist will look at your history and say, okay, great. This patient is going for surgery. We have some questions. The first question is going to be, is it safe for you to go to surgery? Next, we're going to ask, is this a good time for you to have this particular surgery? And last, we'll ask, is there anything that we can do together as your healthcare team to make you better before you go to surgery, particularly for elective or optional surgeries? To answer all of those questions, we're going to need some data. We need a lot of data. And that data comes from all of your healthcare providers up until that point. Your primary care physician, your cardiologist or your heart doctor, your pulmonologist or your lung doctor, your nephrologist or your kidney doctor. But the most important story actually comes from you. We need your story. We need to know what you know about your healthcare your journey before you get into the operating room. We need to know what's your last blood pressure, what's your last heart rate, what's your last blood sugar. And if you're a woman of childbearing years, it'd be great if you knew in your last menstrual period. So why would I ask you to have that information? I mean, isn't that the job of the doctor? Well, yes, you are correct. A doctor does have that information, but you have to think about your healthcare journey as a continuum The things that happen in the clinic are just a snapshot. They can only tell you what's happening right then and there. But when you leave that clinic, that's when the real questions about your health really begin. And in order to answer those questions, using technology to capture your blood pressures when you wake up, your blood pressures when you go to sleep, heart rates at those same times, heart rates when you're under stress your blood sugars, even if you haven't been diagnosed with diabetes or prediabetes, can give you some better insight as to what is really happening to you. When you start to have more data, you have more autonomy. You have more control over your health. You have more direction. And now you have more options to take your healthcare goals to the next level. And so our job here at Women's Digital Health is to teach you how to do that, to teach you how to speak with your physicians about the care that you want using the data that you are tracking. Women in particular have more challenges because women have multiple fluctuations in their health state throughout the month and certainly as they, you know, enter milestones like pregnancy and thereafter they're having multiple, multiple fluctuations in their blood pressures, heart rate, blood sugars, and et cetera, all affected by hormones and other things that contribute to women's health. On top of that, women are at increased risk for cardiovascular disease. In fact, we have about a 30% increased risk of cardiovascular disease compared to our male counterparts. And it's the number one killer of women in the United States. So it's really important that women are aware of the use of technology to fill in some of those gaps, fill in some of those empty spots that leave us questioning what our health status is when we leave the clinic. Now, I personally feel as if 
not all patients need to have every single piece of data to enter into the healthcare setting. But it is as important for you to understand when it's important to track and when it may not necessarily be necessary. And we'll go through some of those things as we enter into the women's digital health journey. Hey, listeners, it's Dr. Brandy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women's Digital Health. If you like this episode, subscribe to Women's Digital Health on your favorite podcast platform. In episode three, I'll talk more about what exactly digital health is and what does digital health mean to me as an anesthesiologist. If you want to know even more about how to use technology to improve your health, subscribe to our newsletter on womensdigitalhealth.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Enjoy the rest of this episode. What I will say is no matter what your state of health is, if you think you're healthy and I don't need to track this all the time, that's the doctor's job or you're someone that, hey, I have these medical conditions and I'd like to learn more about tracking, is I would like to make the case throughout this podcast that the habit of tracking and knowing where you are in between your visits is a good idea. It can give you a lot of insight um, beyond what your healthcare visit can offer. And so my job will be to help support you in learning how to track, when to track, and, and what's important. The last thing I'll say about what anesthesiologists do is, you know, we're just the connector. We're the bridge between what's actually happening in your home before you come into the hospital and what we actually see when you are going for surgery and you're under anesthesia. So if you know what your blood pressure and heart rate were before, well, nine times out of 10, it's probably going to be very similar under anesthesia. Certainly anesthesia has its own impact on your blood pressure and heart rate. But oftentimes I hear people say, well, I only have blood pressure problems when I'm in the clinic. And what I've personally observed is that many of our patients actually have high blood pressure even under anesthesia. And many times people are worried about well, am I going to be aware during anesthesia? And I don't discount that concern. But the truth of the matter is what I'm most concerned about is your risk for a heart attack or stroke when you wake up. Managing your blood pressure and heart rate is a super, super big issue. And I can't emphasize enough how much we want to make sure that you are aware of what's going on um, and that you are a partner and you are owner of your health. And so our job is to help support that and give you the best experience that you can when you're going for surgery. And so with that, I conclude the second episode of Women's Digital Health. And thank you so much for your time.